Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. Hey guys, welcome to Game Changer. This week, I'm David Villa, and I'm here with Diana. How's it going this morning? Yep, my name's still Diana, and I'm here. (laughs) Is it still Diana? Yeah. Still Diana. Yep. What's up, guys? Welcome to Game Changer Tuesday this week. Man, I'll tell you what, we just got back in the office and uh, after a few days out, and we're happy to be back. First thing we're doing in the office after saying good morning to a few people is uh, talk to you guys. So we are we are ready to go. This, today we're talking about influence, and um, and you know the, now that we've narrowed it down to one day, I will tell you it's harder to get a topic into. Uh, one day. So the notes are just as long. And of course, we can't get to all of them. Now, we don't have a time limit, but we're still keeping it around 30 minutes uh, at max. And um, of course, we could always make the decision to continue next week. But um, today's Influence Day, and we've got a lot of notes. And uh, so I think what this is going to get into is probably 10% of the notes, and then 90% is just going to be the discussion. I have a list of these notes. I'll be lucky for 10%. <clears throat> just saying. There's well, a lot. I'll get about 10% or be covered, and then we'll just discuss them really is what what it what it's going to boil down to right and um also I'm gonna, and, and on top of all of that I've got a text that uh, I sent out to some groups this morning um about this topic because it's you know it was on my heart and um I'll probably read that as well so we're going to we're not going to have any shortage of <laughs> of material to discuss so you know let's look at the word influence for just a second as I pull this up um as well you know I mean Diana, I mean, in, we're talking to people who are at work. We're talking to people who, who are business owners. We're talking to people who are parents and families. We're talking to ministries. We're talking to single, maybe young people that you know are just plugged in, maybe um, running, maybe not a division of people, but you're you're running. Some of the guys here they run, you know, departments. They run. They're responsible for you know social media or for you know for video editing or they're responsible for this podcast and so forth. So we're just talking to a lot of people. So when it comes to influence, you know, there's a buzzword right now. So, and you know, it's interesting if anybody tuned in or tunes in to this later because of the title, because of the word influence and says, oh, I want to be an influencer. You know, maybe you're going to be disappointed, but I think you're going to actually be encouraged because this is the real influencer. You know, um, I was thinking about this on the way here. We were in separate cars, but we were, you know, driving behind one another, but I was just thinking about, um, you know, the, the, the phenomenon of a phenomenon of an influencer, you know, the, the, the one that you person, young people or somebody wants to be, and you think about it and you think, you know, if you really got to know that person and all of us have our flaws, but if you really got to know that person, some a lot, but could that person live up to their influence? And, and maybe their influence is nothing more than, man, I, they're a, they're a star, you know, or they're a good singer. They're, you know, and, and, and they just broke out in the charts and I like the way they dress and I like the way they look and I want to look like them or be like them. But the reality is you got around them. Maybe they really don't have any influence beyond that. And that's fine. I'm just saying that I think to be a real influencer and especially a kingdom influencer is something so much different because you could actually die a kingdom influencer and not have a social media account per se never have received those types of likes, but you could be an influencer, you know, um, that impacted a lot of people in a lot of lives. 
So it kind of started. I really think the word wind with that because the wind influences a lot of things. Mm -hmm. It it influences where things go, um, direction. um, And so, you know, I think that's kind of a shallow. So I think that there's those situations. I want to be something that causes people to root. So I want to be like water, which water influences things. It could it can corrode and it can, and, and wear away things. But, um, when I think of influence, you know, it's interesting because this morning that, that topic came up about, you know, we sometimes on it from an influencer standpoint, we only see a very shallow picture and we don't know what causes them to be that way. Mm-hmm. You know, and where the wind, we, we feel the impact of the wind, but we don't really know what caused the wind. So there's all types of, you know, scientific you know, pressure and this and that, it causes the wind to blow this way or that way. But um, I want to be an influencer that causes people to be rooted in what they believe and grounded so that they can grow because the wind can change the way people, you know, growth patterns. So I want to be someone that helps someone root and grow. Yeah, that's good. That's right. That's a true, that's a real influencer because you're, I think an influence, influencer last, you know, the problem with, um, and look, I like to dress the problem you know, we like, we love clothes. We like to shop. We like, you know, to look nice. But the problem with styles is they, what? They come and go. And I was just thinking again on the way here, I was thinking about, you know, I'm a sneaker guy and I like, I happen to have expensive taste in sneakers. You know, I, I like nice sneakers. And I was thinking about this, you know, just funny, Matthias, like, you know, a, a set of runners type shoes will come in, you know, and I like expensive ones or nice ones. It's just my, one of my things. And you buy a pair, but then it's not enough to buy a pair. Then all of a sudden you see another one that they, the email blast from Neiman Marcus influenced you or whatever, or the goat app opened up or Matias showed me something or whatever it is. And all of a sudden you're like, Ooh, that's nice. And it's another pair of runners equally expensive by another brand, different, slightly stylish. Now you buy them. Okay. And then you buy another one and another one. And before you know it, you've got them. But here's the thought I had, you know, in six months, eight months, a year, I don't know, probably a year, these things will be not necessarily in style. Then all of a sudden a different type of sneaker comes out. And so my question, I thought about this. I said, you know, I'm going to keep these suckers. If I would have kept some of the, if I would have kept my Jordans from when I was in, I mean, when I was younger, let me just tell you, I saw a pair on eBay the other day, originals for like 25 grand. But here's the thing. I said, I'm going to keep these things until they come back in style. And I was just thinking about this, but influence, the thing about influencing the way the world looks at it sometimes is it doesn't last. So you, what you mentioned by root system and by, you know, in, impacting in that way, to me, I, I heard, lasting it's a it's an influence that can that can touch generations and so you know every every day people right or make money big money on instagram right tiktok youtube as influencers and, and companies pay these people i mean we know this and everybody wants to become an influencer they pay these people they use their platforms their you know authenticity reach you know to impact potential customers they invite them into you know uh you know grand openings or they invite them into their coffee shops they invite them into their restaurants just so they can post and so forth and so on and and their followers might come in and it's it's a it's a it's a movement so to speak and then the the instinct towards influencer marketing it makes sense right for good or bad we're easily as a society influenced right by the people around us so um here's my question what about a kingdom influencer and and here's the thing i've always learned about the bible it's always ahead of the curve it's all god's always ahead of it it's not like that's anything new right um you know it was it was talking about the bible was talking about the significance of influencing others thousands of years before companies paid internet personalities to do it for them but instead of being concerned with selling a product, the Bible wanted us to understand that people were watching us 
and would follow our behavior. And if you think about it, who's a bigger influencer than Jesus? And he didn't have an Instagram account. You know, he didn't have a, he didn't have a Twitter account. He didn't, he wasn't on TikTok, you know, and um, he didn't have a YouTube podcast. And yet he's the biggest influencer of all time. And when Jesus called his followers, listen, the, the light of the world, that's what he called them. Let's think about this for a second. How, what big, bigger influence is light to the darkness? Or then he called them, he called you and I, his followers, right? Not just his disciples, but you and I, salt of the earth. Like, I mean, I'm talking about the minerals of the earth, the, the, the substance of the earth, the light to the darkness. When he did that, he was, address, he was addressing our influence. And so looking at the church, you know, I think that, you know, I think that we need to, we need to look at this. We need to bring this into perspective. And so whether we like it or not, those of us who follow Jesus are influencers. The decisions we make impact those around us. What do you think about that as a real influencer? Um, I think it means you better stay close to Jesus because that mm. means we can influence them in a good way and a negative way. And I know lots of people that have been hurt um, by, you know, people that maybe have, maybe not shown the light in the best of way. Mm. And, you know, I can say that for my own, you know, my own personal walk, that that's a challenge, you know, that even I've experienced or, you know, and influence is important. Listen, I'm thinking immediately, and I couldn't help but laugh because I, I hear Crocs are very comfortable. <laughs> I hear they're very comfortable. I don't know. I don't own a pair. I'm not. They could have pillows on may, the inside of them wrapping around your feet. They very well may be. And, they're just not my type of shoe. But if you can get there, I can't remember who started the trend, you know, someone known of wearing a croc and now crocs are everywhere. And they've even gone as far as um, having, putting a high heel on them. I don't care what you put on it and what brand you put on it. It's still a croc. So that's those are, crazy. Those that's are, how no, those insane are called, influencing. Right? Those are called influencer. smoking cracks. Those aren't crocs. Those are cracks. As well, that's kind crack. of crazy because- huh? If you can get people to wear that with a heel, they're ugly. I just Google it. Be like, Google hey, listen. Croc with heel. That is influence that you can get something that I can remember. There was a time that many people said, I will never wear those. And they are wearing them. So now. here's what's crazy. The person that invented Crocs was like, all right, we invented them, but they're very comfortable. And then they went, you know what? We got all these suckers to wear these ugly shoes. Now, if you have Crocs, by the way, forgive us. I mean, I mean. No, actually, I don't have a problem with them. They're just not my Type. Sure. But in one She's influencer. Like, I don't have a problem with them. This, not on my feet. <laughs> Just not on my, on isn't your it, feet. They, That's your the, feet. Isn't it to the extent, Ezra, don't they actually have medallions that they sell like trinkets that you can like customize yeah. your cross? Oh, there's style? like, there's mm -hmm. like What's the name of it. Well, I mean, hey, just but listen, the person, the person that invented them, I didn't know this about the high heel, but this is what amazes me because I know we're going to get off this. You got to post it. Yeah, we got to post it or something, right? Google Crocs it. High. But here's I think the, it might be Matisse is going to post it. He got it. But listen, they, they, the, the, the maker of them said, Hey, we made them. And everybody's like, man, they're ugly, but they're comfortable. Everybody's like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to sacrifice the, the look for the comfort because my feet hurt. Now the owner was like, Hey guys, you know what? Let's do this. Let's make them uncomfortable and see if they still wear them. And lo and behold, now people are just wearing ugly shoes. <laughs> they aren't even comfortable. Anyway. But if that's you, forgive us. In any case, my point to that was we have the ability to impact people negatively and positively. And so, you know, I think it it's, takes um, intentional 
seeking out this morning we walked in we were walking in and there was someone that was coming up in the parking lot and they were kind of far behind and um david said should i wait and hold the door i was like yeah sure and i went ahead and walked ahead to push the button for the elevator and then i held the elevator for both of them but it's one of those situations that one of the main way, ways that we can influence something someone is just kindness so we we got in the elevator hey how you doing great day blah 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 kind of small talking they get off their floor and, you know, David just kind of looked and said, hey, I, we never know what someone's going through. So maybe just that positive action could have set their day in the right way. And it's so true. We have the ability to impact someone the way they start the day, where they end the day, where they're in the middle of their day by simply the, I think the main way of influence is joy and spreading that. And where does our joy come from? It comes from knowing the Lord that no matter what we're facing, no matter what challenge, no matter what stress, no matter what heartache, no matter what pain, no matter what health issue, no matter where things aren't going right, no matter what um, pressures we're feeling, we have a God that cares about us. And He gives us the ability to have joy in our life in spite of what we're facing. And it's our responsibility to share that joy, but then given the opportunity to say where that joy comes from. So I think the main way we can influence this world and the people around us is simply by joy. Mm, absolutely. Um, and, and it's interesting because influence it's because you know we, we were talking about influence today and then um that happened this morning something so insignificant possibly to us could be the difference in somebody else's day and maybe not but it could be and um i had mike pop up and pull up the text message that i sent this morning because this has been in my heart again we we're going to just go go with the flow here this morning so going off of notes but staying on them because this is, I guess, an added an addition to the five pages of notes. But I sent this text out today because, so let's, let's shift gears for just a second. Maybe you're in a situation where um, you are called to be an influence or called to bring change. And really that's what influence does. It brings change. So for instance, this person that was coming in, and it really didn't think about it until after, you know, just wanted to be nice at first. But then as we as I watched her walk up and I watched her demeanor and I saw her get in the elevator and watched her walk out. Then we started talking about what if this, what if this helped shift her day? What is shift? Shift is change. What if it changed her perspective? What if it drew her attention and opened the door for the Lord, the love of God to come in to her life? So whatever it is, or it could be that you're spearheading a division or a department, or you know, um, maybe you're in charge of something or bringing change. And so the text that I sent out this morning to our leadership team, it said, not all situations that we desire to influence for change will be welcomed. So let me just start by saying, influence doesn't have to be, you can't, it's not predicated on being welcomed. So you know, matter of fact, some of the fruit of it, maybe that you're going in the right direction, maybe that there is a uh, an unwelcome, you know, ness from people. But when a person starts to influence, okay, conflict will result. Conflict, and here's why: by proposing a new direction, you're challenging the status quo, and and your people like what they've always known. And then I went on to say, changes disrupt routine. Listen, and move people out of their comfort zone. When you move people out of their comfort zone, you're making them uncomfortable. So changes disrupt routine. You know, something that, um, uh, you know, we've been challenged even with our own leadership in our own company. You know, I mean, all of us, ourselves, starting with ourselves, we are our, our we are leadership. We are the team in part of that team. And we've been challenged with being in a comfort zone. Change disrupts routine. We need routine disrupted. It moves people out of the comfort zone. And so they disagree sometimes and resist, 
And it's not because it's not a good idea or the right way. It's because it's uncomfortable. And so you may have good motives. This is going on through the text here. And deep love for the group or the organization you want to influence. You may want to improve things and have no intentions of offending anyone, but many will still resist. The key is not to avoid conflict. Listen, regardless of the conflict, right? Resolve the conflict, right? In that direction of change. If the conflict is resolved by maintaining things because there's conflict, right? Then, then there's been no influence. And there's more to this. Change is a process. It takes time. You know, you may be proposing change that, that has a minority viewpoint, but persuading people, is a, it, even if it's a struggle, it's the way to go. And there's more to it, but that I think gives us something to talk about. What do you think about that with regards to um, the text this morning and what we talked about there? <laughs> um, or what I just said. You weren't listening. You were just thinking. Was, you were thinking about what you were going to say. I was next. listening. Go ahead. Say what you were going to say. I don't know how to comment on that. Um, well, I mean, let me ask you, so doesn't that hit home? Even to us, I mean, change is uncomfortable. It pulls us out of our comfort zone. Well, I think it takes you out of our daily routine, the monotony of, of things. Mm -hmm. And I think it causes us, when you're bringing, when change comes, you have to ha also have to be <clears throat> very sensitive to understand and communicate well. So sometimes change is coming, but we haven't, you know, we haven't communicated why or the outcome or what the desire of the outcome is. So I think with change also is understanding. So I think when you have influence, you know, even when you're influencing, you have to understand whatever it is you're trying to influence. So if it's a culture or a generation or a fashion or, you know, healthy eating or, you know, whatever that is, you have to understand your audience, understand the people that you're influencing. So you have to kind of understand their perspective and be able to speak in a manner that they understand, right? So if if the majority of the people that I'm, you know, influencing speak English, hopefully I speak English, so I think also being able to speak in a manner and understanding like wherever you're in, whatever group you're influencing, understanding that each of them may need it delivered to them in a different way. And it's kind of interesting is because even I think immediately of my children, all of my children, um, you know, grew up in the same household with the same type of principles. However, there were certain things that had to be done differently with each child because they all learned differently or all understood differently or all communicated differently. Um, I mean, they all got Latin mom yelling at times, but then you also had to pull back and remember that they were all different. I couldn't influence, you know, Alexis in the same way that I could influence Austin or Ashton. They all had, in, or they're all individuals. So I think depending on what you're trying to influence, whether it's a group or a whole, you got to have some basic, you know, bullet points, but then you have to be able to break it down for those individuals in a way that they're actually going to grab a hold of it and want the change. Yeah. It's really, because here's the key, an influencer, John Maxwell describes leadership when he defines leadership, he defines it this way. This is his definition of leadership, influence, nothing more, nothing less. So he defines influence as leadership. So let's reverse that. He defines leadership as influence. So let's reverse that influence, right? Then you are, if you're an influencer, you're, you're leading something and you're leading people within that something. You know, if you if you go, well, I don't have a, my, my department, you know, I'm not leading a team or I'm not responsible for people. But if you're over something, then you're leading, then you're leading that. And anyone who comes into that situation to help, then they're looking to you for that guidance. So here's the thing, it's important, cast vision for what could be, right? And 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 execute a plan. And by the way, this takes commitment. It takes patience. It takes persistence. And it takes, you know, it, it takes effort, 
but it takes all these things. And so you, you know, and you, you may, you know, you, you may be able to take, make small gains, small victories, but by the grace of God, you can start the process of change. And that's the process. And it's, we don't like process, right? And there's where the uncomfortable flips back onto us. If you're called to be the influencer and you are the person that God's poised to influence whatever it is that we're talking about, whatever that covers here today for you, how big, how small, how, 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 it doesn't matter, whatever it is. If you're the person that God's tagged to influence that particular situation, can I just tell you, it may, it has to be uncomfortable for them, but it's going to also be uncomfortable for you because there's a process and you're going to run into the, the temptation of you keeping the status quo to avoid conflict. So, so think about the area that you are called or want to influence. Think about it right now. Evaluate, okay, write this very second. Just do this for a second. Let's just take a pause. Evaluate to what extent, right? The change you desire is based on principle versus preference. I can tell you in my career, in my marriage, in my fathering, in, in my life, okay, listen, hear me. I'm, I'm making a confession here. I can tell you that I have done it both ways. I have I have made that, I have des- I have wanted to influence based on my preference many times. Let me just tell you that, you know, as an influencer, you can use that gift outside of context. So for instance, there were times where nobody, my kids, my family, they didn't get to eat what they wanted to eat when they were little. You know, it was like where I wanted to go. You know what I mean? And I knew certain ways to get that accomplished, right? I was an influencer. And so I knew how to use that influence out of bounds. It was like, it was like that selfishness, right? So here's the thing, that was based on preference. That's not what I'm talking about. So, so look at that, evaluate. Okay, think about the area you want to influence, evaluate it really quick. Now here's the question to ask. Is it based on principle or preference? Those two could line up. It could both be your preference could line up with the principle, but if your preference doesn't line up with the principle, principle has to win out. And by the way, if you expect someone to go along with it and it's not their preference, but it's the principle, then you have to be willing to do the same thing. Principle wins out. And what's, what, so here's the thing, principle in the end, okay, is, is that principle, that goal important enough to cause disruption and conflict that, that, will, that the change will bring? And counter-preference. Make counter-preference. What do you the mean? Opposite, where you're saying its principle has to be the, the, stand, the, the post, but it may go against your preference. Yeah, it's either, pre- right. In other words, value, so Which I, is may- a, I, think, I think that struggle, I, I do what I don't want to do. That's a struggle. That's a, a known mm-hmm. struggle in the Bible, you know, but oh. I think we should probably um, hit, you know, influencer, like the main points, be an example in speech. Um, and the scripture reference for that, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful by building up a, others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen and that's Ephesians 4:29. So if you want to be an influencer, first and foremost be one of speech, right? Mm-hmm. You got to speak it. Then two, be an example in conduct. That's that is where we fall short a lot as even in people of faith and Christians as leaders, as bosses, as managers that we we will talk a good talk, but then we have to come back up and then we got to be an example in our conduct. We got to line our actions up, even what we're talking about. And I think that's where we miss the boat sometimes. But um, it doesn't mean that we aren't, we're perfect. Doesn't mean we're not going to stumble, but we should, you know, have a, a mindset that I'm going to talk about it, but I'm going to also do it. Mm-hmm. And, and the scripture reference you had listed out here is First Peter 1 15. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all that you do. Um, and we have to be quick to recognize where we make mistakes 
be accountable for it and then recommit and then move on. But I think speech and conduct is really important. Uh, number three, be an example in love. I mean, that takes a lot. Sometimes it's hard to love when you're hurting or in close people that you're around that it's hard to love someone when they've hurt you or it's hard to love someone when they're acting like a dum-dum. Um, it's hard to do that, but we're called to love in spite of, and love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but it rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, <clears throat> always hopes, always perseveres and love never fails. That's first Corinthians 13, four and eight. So we have to do that in love. And, you know, sometimes we have to, uh, we have to really work on parts of that scripture. It's hard um, to love when you've been wronged. Right. But it says it keeps no record. So here's one thing that I think is really, really important. Be careful not to use the word of God as a weapon against somebody. It needs to be a a first inner challenge. And then you use it to lead people to their, to their knowledge, to they, so that they grow in that area. But um, be an example of love for be an example in faith. Um, You know, it's really easy to say, Hey, we're going to do it. And then we we go around the corner and we're saying, what was me? We're never going to make it right. So you have to walk it out in faith. So we have to be in speech and our actions and love and be an example of faith. And in the scripture definition for faith that and the author of Hebrews says, now faith is confident in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see, Hebrews 11, 1. And so we have to walk it out even when we don't see it. So when we were trying to influence, sometimes it's influencing, you know, turning a whole entire corner of, you know, maybe you're trying to change a department. Maybe you're trying to change, you know, maybe an eating health, a healthier eating lifestyle, you know, or Maybe you're just trying to change. Maybe you just, you know, your house is chaotic and it's disorganized. You're trying to change like the culture of your house to bring some organization into your house or, or whatever that is. Um, it, it takes it time and step and you got to be, be able to do it. And you have to sometimes claim it like, hey, we are going to get our stuff together no matter what it is. And so we have to claim it and then begin to put things in action. Um, and then five, be an example in purity. Um Paul writes, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, which is idolatry, Colossians 3, 5. Um, Because when we're left to our own selves, you know, we're evil by nature and we're going to be selfish and we're going to be self-centered and we're going to think about ourselves before others. But as a Christian, I think that's when you you daily um, pick up your cross and ask the Lord to direct you and help you not to be so self focused but be others focused and that's a really hard place you know sometimes when we we just want to be selfish me 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 i i i and i think when we're able to put our focus and our and our eyes on jesus it helps us begin to look beyond ourselves and and serve others yeah how do we how do i begin to influence so as we wrap this up reactive people ignore problems so don't be reactive right be proactive reactive people sit on the sidelines they watch things happen And then they ask, how did we get here, right? Only after the crisis has begun, right? Do they try to figure out how to respond? So in contrast, an influencer is proactive. Influencers don't ask what happened. They make things happen. I'm going to say it again. Influencers don't ask what happened. They make things happen. Influencers see a problem beginning to develop and they act. Even when they don't hold an official position of power, they use their relationships to bring change. And, and this is, you see this throughout the Bible, right? Influencers, you want to be an influencer, right? Listen, 
anybody can wear a shirt, anybody can wear a hoodie, anybody can sport a pair of shoes, anybody can, you know, do some of the things that are out there. Maybe you can't do it at that level. If you want to strive to be an influencer, I tell you what, if that's in your heart, then seek God with everything you have. And say, God, open yourself up. Say, God, I want to be an influencer. I want to be someone that influences this world with your word, with your kingdom, with your purpose. And God will use you. Here's the craziest thing. The disciples, if you read that story, it's fascinating when Jesus went picking the disciples as he went around choosing. And he did that. He just watched how the unqualified people he just picked right out of their situation. People that the world didn't, didn't pick was, you know, Matthew, he looked at Matthew and said, come follow me, be my disciple. Then he went and ate dinner because Matthew invited him as, you know, and, 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 uh, went over, ate dinner at his house. And then with all the other tax collectors, sinners, what have you. And then people persecuted Jesus. What are you doing sitting down with them? And then, you know, he pulled Peter, you know, out of the, out of the water and he, and he just called them one by one, these unqualified people. And these are individuals that influence the very foundation of the church. And so, you know, I want to encourage you, you could be an influencer if you, if, and God wants you to be an influencer and he's called you to be an influencer. Amen. Hallelujah. That's good stuff. All right. So, hey, a uh, brand new Bible plan came out. Uh, Life came out last week. If you guys are on version or Bible.com, make sure you check it out. The uh, Bible plan of life, we did a podcast a few weeks back, came out. Uh, it's really good. And um, I think it'll be a blessing to you. And uh, we are developing <clears throat> an app. Um, we are a couple weeks away from launching it. Probably next week, Mike will have some more info on it and he can actually begin talking about it and uh, letting you know what to expect. It's going to be a Game Changer app, not just for the podcast, but um, for the marketplace ministry here of Game Changer. It's going to have a lot of things. And um, so it's going to be really good. So be uh, be prepared for that. We will see you guys next Tuesday. Tomorrow's ep- This episode today will be up on YouTube, um, Spotify, and uh, Apple tomorrow. And um, as you see on the screen there. So, hey, we look forward to talking to you guys. Make sure you message us on social media. And uh, we love you and appreciate you. Right? Hey, man. I got to meet myself. And on that note, <laughs> we out. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villas Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.